right, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the MGI Gamecast. I'm Night Swarm. And this is Filtercord. Uh, this is episode two, uh, where we're going to talk a little bit about uh, critical memories from gaming past and also touch a little bit on the preferred you know, style and genre of games that we enjoy. Um, first up, as always, PlayStation Plus and Games with Gold. Yep. Um, I'll go ahead and start off with the PlayStation Plus free games lineup. Uh, if you've checked it out over on Facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc., uh, it is the exact same stuff, but I'll just do a quick rundown. Um, you have uh, the Telltale game, uh, Tales from the Borderlands, so you can definitely expect uh, the Borderlands style and influence um, with that Telltale style of story play. Mm-hmm. Um, as well, Abzu, which is kind of just like a like a serene underwater exploration game. Uh, those are the two for PS4. For PS3, you have Blood Knights and Port Royal 3. Um, and then for Vita, you have uh, Laser Disco Defenders and Type Rider. Those two are cross-buys with the PS4, so you can technically play them on the PS4. I recommend grabbing the PlayStation app and just downloading it all right from the store in one spot. And then hitting checkout, it'll come up to $0 and enjoy your free games. That's the lineup for PlayStation Plus for May 2017. All right. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Abzu, I think uh, that's the underwater one, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, the, I think, the art director from Journey, from that game company. Um, I know it was somebody, uh, somebody from that game company who worked on Abzu. So that's pretty, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty notable game in there. Yeah, the direction um, looks really good. Uh, I, yeah. I'm actually pretty stoked to get in there and try it. I think it uh, should have came out yesterday. So, go mm-hmm. goes up. All right, so Games with Gold. Um, for those of us who have either, I guess, 360 still going strong. Um, also, all the 360 games on Games with Gold are compatible with the Xbox One. So, even if you don't have a 360, you can still get those games. Um, they kind of split theirs up a little differently. They do, like, uh, two separate... Um, they do an Xbox One game and a 360 game usually in the beginning half of the month and then they switch to a different Xbox One and a different 360 game in the back end of the month so um, actually all month this month is uh, Gianna Sisters Twisted Dreams Director's Cut uh, I'm not, I don't know too much about that one but that one's available all uh, throughout the whole month uh, from the 1st to the 31st uh, starting on the 16th and going through June 15th is uh, Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris so um, that one, uh, I believe, was one of the last ones to come out before they rebooted. Um, or that was a sequel to one that came out when they rebooted into the new Tomb Raider, right? I'm not too sure on that. Uh, I think I played it, like, briefly. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't recall. Guardian though. of Light? or Maybe that was the one I played. The Guardian yeah. of Light sounds like the one that I played. It's that and style, this... and it's that same... Um, I think that guy is in it, the the second character, and it's the same company that made it, I believe. Um, okay. Starting on May 1st and going through the 15th is uh, on the 360, which is you know compatible with Xbox One. Uh, Star Wars Force Unleashed 2, which um, nice. a couple months ago, I believe, they did Force Unleashed 1, so you can kind of get the whole series through there. Um, and then on May 16th through the 31st for the 360 also, Lego Star Wars Complete Saga. So that's a good one. Um, I mean, the Lego games are always pretty good, but especially for, you know, younger audience. Yeah, those are really good games to um, just kind of, like, if you don't want to jump into, like, a real heavy story, you can just right. get just in there and play around and feel like, just have fun, feel like yeah. you achieve something, because the achievements and trophies are usually fairly, um, you know, fa- fairly easy and up for grabs. So, you know, that's really good for, like, a 
kind of like a quick yeah like hey i did something <laughs> right okay um cool yeah so uh yeah go ahead yeah yeah those are the those are the games for uh playstation plus and uh games with gold for xbox so um get out there and grab those free games if you're paying for those services you know don't let it go even if you um at least on the playstation side just click on them and uh you know send them to your library and don't download them Mm -hmm. they'll be there for you later so make sure you grab them all right um but getting into it let's uh let's just jump into some of our favorite gaming moments um uh, we came up with a few, so this should be uh, interesting. I'll let you go ahead and take uh, take the reins on the first one. What do you got? Yeah, okay. Um, I do kind of want to give an example, I guess. Um, and the example we talked about before uh, we started recording, actually, was um, kind of like if you played the first Assassin's Creed or, I guess, um, any of the games that do this now, because it's, now it's like a staple of um, certainly like uh, adventure games. Um the first time in Assassin's Creed 1 or whatever game you played that had this, where you climb up the tower and you get to the top and there's this big viewpoint and it pulls out and does this big cinematic like scan around the city. I mean, the first time uh, in the first Assassin's Creed when you saw that, just the at the time, like the technical power that was behind it and the, the graphics, you could see the streets in between the buildings and windows and people walking around. I mean, uh, that type of thing was... Uh, certainly for the time was great. Now it's starting to get a little stale, but yeah, the that's first because time, it was so good. It was in every game after that. Yeah, the first time it was insanely powerful. Yeah. Uh, seeing the camera move around like that and seeing all of the details, things like like cloth moving in the background on right. you know someone's attire or something like that. Um, that was crazy. These days it is getting to be a bit much. We see it in every game from you know the new Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild to. Uh, the new Ghost Recon, Ubisoft is right. very Horizon known for using Dawn. it. Horizon Zero Dawn yeah. as well. So, um, you know, to, to actually kind of get into our, our personal ones, um, I, I guess I kind of was thinking about doing it in, like, the less big moment and then the biggest big moment that, like, kind of changed how you perceive games after that. So um, my first mm-hmm. moment, which was, um, I think, kind of what cemented this game as one of my favorite games... And uh, I think has really kind of made this game stand out. Um, for me, was Gone Home. Just, like, kind of wrapping the game up and getting the story at the end and realizing what happened. Um, yeah. uh, Gone Home is a, it's a really good uh, kind of study in game design, I guess. Um, I had a game design class where our professor essentially just had us talk about Gone Home. And it was actually a homework assignment, like, go play Gone Home. So, um I mean, the whole game, uh, certainly it kind of helped create a genre and, um, you know, certainly created a studio from some people that already had some pretty interesting credits before that. So um, kind of getting the wrap up, like, I'm really into story games anyways, which we're going to talk about later, and uh, kind of seeing the impact of these little tiny things in people's lives that added up to, you know, lead them down these certain paths that you find out in the game. You know, obviously, I'm Gone Home is... Uh, I think it's been handed out free on pretty much every platform it exists on. Like, there's been ample opportunity to get it, but still, it's it's so like um, it's so personally impacting when you play it that I think that people should uh, experience that for themselves. But I mean, definitely go grab that if you don't have it already. But um, there's kind of a way to miss. There's there's two or three things that you can miss that if you don't come across them, it really just paints the end of the game totally differently, and you kind of have to. Um, realize that 
the story as it was presented to you if you missed these certain things wasn't quite what it was um so that's kind of a an interesting thing too that i guess um that would be something for let's plays i guess to catch because I, I think they fixed mm -hmm. it so that you have to kind of come across this thing because it was it was meant to tell a very specific story but uh i was one of the people that the first time i played through you know i hadn't heard anything about it i didn't know how to beat it or anything and um you know, when I, when I came to the end, I ended up missing that one clue, and I thought some pretty disastrous stuff happened, and it was, like, super impactful, and I was, like, freaked out, like, sprinting around the game trying to, like, stop what I thought was happening from happening. So, um, that's definitely a good one for me. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great game. There's been a lot of opportunity, like you said, to pick that game up. Um, I yeah. picked it up, played it, uh, enjoyed it very much. There's uh, plenty of reason to go back and play it a second, third, oh, yeah. you know, more times than that um, yeah play it with director's commentary on is really cool too yeah yeah you have a um there, there's a lot to that game and then once you beat it once uh you start to understand where things are and you can kind of sprint through the game you can kind uh, of play with it too yeah kind yeah, of get some yeah. weird stuff to happen so yeah that game uh i, I understand why that would be a, a good moment in games for you mm -hmm. all right so yeah gone home's your first one then yeah yep all right, uh, my first one, um, I didn't know what order to put them in, so right now I'm just kind of like picking it off the top of my head, like which one do I want to go with? Um, okay. But I'm going to go with, um, see, mine. mine's a little different. Uh, you're picking moments in gaming that have uh, um, been really, like that, you know, that have stuck with you, but were right. also important. They, they were important for gaming. Mine are all personal. There's no real big uh impact for mm -hmm. everyone um but it, it impacted me so you know i, I guess mine are a little more personal <clears throat> but i'll say my my uh mine um uh, was city of heroes when it originally came out it was mm -hmm. the first mmo that i had ever played if you haven't heard of it they closed down their servers i think back in like 2000 like 10 or something it was a while and ago. uh it was a while ago. I played it um, when it originally launched City of Heroes, and then they came out with the Villains expansion so you can see what the other side is like. And uh, really, really big game. But it, yeah, it was my first MMO experience. Uh, it was one of those experiences that you want to share with friends, and that's what it was about. Um, and that's what I did. Uh, there's just there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of memories of just dumb stuff. Uh, like one of the things that just it was always really funny to me is uh you get um travel abilities in the game um mm -hmm. and you got them at a later level you got them like right around like level 20 or something and so you were playing this whole game uh you get your first travel power i think at like right around like seven or maybe 12 and it's a really weak version of the travel power that you want so if you picked uh, uh teleportation um you could not teleport but you could basically kind of go invisible a little bit and then walk a few steps and then you'd reappear. So it was like a really like where teleportation would be like you blink from this spot to this spot. Um, or flying, you would get hover. You slightly hover off the ground. You can't travel very fast. You're going like you can walk faster than you could hover. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just one of the experiences we got to this, uh, me and um, one of my friends got to this uh, newer tough area and uh, we were getting beat up pretty good so we had the, the smart idea that we would try to hover across the map to get to this location that we needed to get to mm -hmm. and uh, we're flying above these these 
creatures and we're looking down and we're like, ha, they can't see us. Again, first experience in MMO. Like, we're just like, they can't see us. This is perfect. We're going to be able to get there and do what we need to do. And then out of left field, this boulder comes flying from the ground, just smashes both of us. And then we fall to the ground. And uh, these rock golems just walk over and stomp us out. It wasn't, we didn't even, we didn't even get up. It was just, we hit the ground and then they walked over and just stomped on us. And we were just like, shit, it was, it was ridiculous. Like we couldn't even be mad just because of how, how funny, uh, how how funny, how funny the scenario went down. Um, But as well, that game, uh, you know, it, it, I played it for a really long time. I started it, you know, probably, I can't remember what year it was. It, It was within the year that it launched and yeah. uh, throughout the time that I played, it had one of one of the best character creators I've ever experienced. Like I would do ridiculous stuff. Like I would make uh, uh, like registered characters, like for the Marvel and DC universe. Mm-hmm. And I would name them something really ridiculous. Like I would create the Hulk and name him like David Banner. And I would see how long I could play before he got deleted for copyright issues. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just thought, it, I always thought that was pretty fun. Um, and uh, their combination of powers was really interesting. So you got to pick a primary and a secondary power, and then you have your like travel power. And mm-hmm. uh, so you could get like um, like just some really random conversation. It's like kind of like a, a um, offensive and a defensive power. So yeah. you could get um, like you could make Wolverine. You could have claws, and you could get different types of claws. Um, and you could have uh, incre- like an increased healing factor, or something really random. Um, you could create a, like you could be basically a necromancer, but it doesn't just involve the undead. You could raise, uh, or it, I think they call them minions, um, yeah. and you could get these minions. And the higher level you got, the more minions you got, and the stronger you know. You swap three of them out for one really powerful minion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, one of my characters would raise the dead, and then he had uh, a Dark Miasma, which was a healing power. Um, it slowed enemies and uh, kind of kept me protected, kind of like uh, Gara Sand in okay. Naruto. Yeah. So it, it had just this crazy amount of um, uh, expansiveness, and it didn't just lead me to creating you know, a character and playing him all the way through. It led me to creating a lot of characters and playing them all the way through. Uh, with multiple, you know, different people that I was playing with. So I yeah. think that was that was a really big uh, moment for me in gaming. It was a turning point for me enjoying games with friends where before it was a, a singular experience. Uh, like I played a lot of games by, you know, just by myself. Um, yeah, I'm still waiting for that moment to bring me into multiplayer games. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you know, that, that one's pretty big for me. Um, okay. Um, all right. So, uh, another, like, so, like, Gone Home was, like, very, like, intellectual. Um, Like, it was something that when I beat it, I was, like, really satisfied that I had, you know, gone this cool journey or whatever. Um, My, I guess, like, my most, like, influential moment in games is something that just, like, totally, like, turned my head. Like, it, it just, like, changed how I thought about, like, game stories and stuff. Um, I mean, uh, like when I was growing up, I was always an avid reader. So I, you know, I got into a lot of different stuff and I was, I'm a big fan of like branded, like I read a lot of the like offshoot star Wars books. Um, I have like the Witcher novels. Um, 
there's a lot of stuff like that that I, I just like generally like to get into more of the backstory and kind of the world building and stuff. But uh, like this is a moment that I don't I, I didn't see it coming uh, when it hit me, and then it does that thing where it like goes back in time and shows you all the times that they hinted at it before they revealed it to you and you're just like oh my god i can't believe i didn't see it or like you know that kind of thing yeah you had a big revelation yep exactly like so that number one for me is in this is a spoiler alert i guess in uh star wars knights of the old republic when you find out that you were revan the whole time like Mm. god just saying it like gives me goosebumps like it just blew my mind away yeah and uh like it's such i mean like uh, I guess for some background, like, this game came out, like, it was, like, an original Xbox, like, launch title or something. Like, this is ancient, so if you haven't played it, that's your fault. Yeah, it was, like, the original <laughs> was probably around 2002 to 2004. Yeah, like, um, right around there. I think the second one came out in 2004 or five. so. Yeah. Uh, and that was a completely different studio that had, you know, the engine and everything to work with. So, I mean, that took the even longer than usual for a sequel. So, um, but yeah, Nice Old Republic, like... Um, you know, you're like trained as a Jedi and it's very rare because you're already an adult when you get trained and, you know, you get immediately latched on to like several very high power, like, I guess like mentor characters. So, um, you know, you go through this whole game and you're like, you're like forced to be like a light side Jedi where, um, you know, the Jedi council trains you on, you know, their, uh, one of their main planets and they like, um, you know, they're very cautious with you and they, they want to make sure you're not going to like abuse the power that they're going to give you or anything. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, throughout the course of the game, um, you meet kind of like a gray Jedi and this, I mean, it was our, it was always there in star Wars, I guess. And certainly like some of the books dealt with it, but this was the first time that there was like a really big public eye on like a gray Jedi that he wasn't like good or bad. He was just a guy that just tried to make sure that everything stayed balanced out. And then, Later on, you have to either become or pretend to become a Sith, and you do, like, the evil training, and you have to learn the Sith code, and you have to go, like, study, like, ancient Sith history and Sith masters and everything, so um, the game really, like, sets you up to, like, they give you every option and, like, every opportunity to play the way you want and to kind of form your own ideas, and then, like, you find out that this big enemy that like mysteriously was either killed or went missing or something happened. Uh, and then it's his apprentice. That is the main enemy of the game. When you find out that that was you and they like, they like burn your memories out of your head and then they like force you into this blank slate. And then you just happen to stumble back in and relearn your old ways and, you know, become a Jedi or a Sith or whatever. Uh, yeah. Like, it's just so powerful to, to like have that moment too, when you, you know, you think you have your ideology and you think you have your beliefs and then just a single fact comes into light that potentially completely turns that around. And, yeah, it uh, changes the entire, like, aspect of what you thought you knew. Yeah, the first time I was playing, I was like, I mean, I usually, like, super, like, goody-two-shoes, like, you know, white bread, very normal, like... Uh, yeah, you want the you want the, the good ending. You want right. to see nice, things play out. I'm usually, like, Greg Niceman when I play. And, uh, like, it's, and, you know, like, in a lot of RPGs where there's a morality system, you can really easily get caught in, like, okay, I'm the good guy, so I always say the good guy thing, and you don't even look at the options anymore. Like, when that happened, I was like, uh, I think I'm evil now. 
like I think that's gonna destroy my I think my character's like worldview has been destroyed. Yeah, they flipped know? the script on you in that yeah that instant. So it's like it's and it's uh you know from then you can you know your revenge kind of quest I guess against the main villain becomes a little more personal because it's like he's usurped your power but also he just left you to die and then um you know even your like your relationship with your allies changes like some of your allies didn't know and then when they find out they're like their opinion of you has changed and then some allies did know and then your opinion of them has changed because of that so it's uh i mean certainly like it's usually story and character moments that affect me like that and that one was just like it just blew me away and I, i mean i'm like 12 when i'm playing i guess i don't know how old i was but you know yeah i I mean growing up uh i remember i remember doing that as well and that being like huge like i was like i I don't like i can't recall a game earlier that threw something in like that it invested me so heavily right uh it just it, it it pulled you in from the beginning and then when you thought you knew everything it changed it in that even pulled you further deeper into the world depending on when you hit that that might potentially only be your halfway point of the game yeah like if you really are going to dig in and 100 percent everything like you might still have 50 percent of the game to go after that yeah definitely yeah that's a that's definitely a good one that's a that's a big one um my my last one uh is a game that i played coming off of Knights of the Old Republic 2. So okay. it's funny that you had that. Uh, it was playing Final Fantasy 12. <laughs> it was the year uh, before I graduated high school. Yeah. And, uh, like, I, I guess, you know, graduating... Uh, I, we didn't have all these things that uh, that we commonly use that, you know... Like, I, I didn't have a cell phone in my hand. We didn't look up stuff on the internet to be able to beat games. Right. And it was, it was a, it was a time before. And, uh, it was a time before the, you know, the way that we currently play video games. Um, like if you get into trouble in a video game these days, you're just like, Oh, well, let's go see what, you know? Yeah. Like, so how do so I beat boss number six it. with yeah. a light sword or whatever. And there's 400 rundowns of what, yeah, videos uh, and everything. Yeah, v- videos and commentary, you know, how do you want to do it? Yeah. And uh, it there's so much. So um, this was, th- this gaming time, it was, and to, I guess put it in a little bit more perspective, it was the last time that I threw my PlayStation 2 in my book bag and I picked up my big, huge TV <laughs> with the fat back TV and threw yeah. it in a car and went to my friend's house to play uh, play this game side by side. And this was after I had played City of Heroes and Villains. So this was, you know, I, I got more accustomed to playing a lot of games with friends, you know, outside of um, games that we had, that I had talked about enjoying previously, like Tony Hawk or, uh-huh. uh, like, I really enjoyed, like, some of the earlier wrestling games. And, you know, those were more competitive, like, head-to-head. You're skating against your friend. You're battling to fight your friend and you know this was uh you know city of heroes and villains was your working with your friend to make this work and uh it it felt similar with final fantasy i was not playing with them but we were working together it was kind of like having your own reddit on a couch like three people sitting side by side with their tvs all playing the same game and doing different things and trying to figure out how to make it work 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, that was really cool. Uh, and one of the just big things was the final hunt in that game. Um, I, I've read of people beating it in just under an hour. Um, yeah, right. But the final hunt in that game, I, I remember uh, the first one to get to that was uh, was one of my best friends in high school. And he got there. And he, he plays the, he, he, you set up, um, your gamuts, which are like, which tell your, uh, other players, it, well, they can tell all your players. So you can sit down the controller and basically walk away, tell them mm. what to do. When your health gets below 20% cast heal, when right. this effect gets added, cast thunder to do maximum damage. And you set up all of these gamuts to make it work. And, uh, he set up his gambits flawlessly, uh, and uh, he's like, I did a trial run. It ran for uh, like right around three hours, and I was still battling. So there were a few things I wanted to change, so I changed them, and now I'm ready to go. It's the weekend. We're hanging out um, at uh, at w- at one of our friends' house, and it, it was a, there was a huge snowstorm. Uh, you know, we lived in northern Ohio, and uh, I, I think. Uh, I think we set it up and, like, he set up his gambits, and we just ended up leaving. We ended up going to get, like, like going out to eat, and then uh, we came back, and it was probably about four hours later. You know, we went to, like, a neighboring town and went shopping and stuff. And uh, this fight's still going, and it's going well. And he's... You know, we were all stoked. We're like, "You actually gonna beat this?" Like, we because we didn't know anyone else who'd ever beat it. It's awesome. Uh, So... We hung out a little bit more, and we, uh, the bar, it, I, I can't remember how many health bars it has, but I know it had well over 50 million hit points. And I think it was like 99 health bars that you had to go through. Wow. And um, so I had like a health bar at the top of the screen, and then little dashes. And when you finished one, a dash would go away every time you finished the health bar. And uh, he got down to, I think, right around three health bars left. And uh, the 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 mark which is a it's a dragon named Yasmat it uh it changed up how it plays uh in one instance we watched um the dragon cast reflect on the entire party and then the gamuts did the rest of the work uh oh, health got like, low yeah they were like healing themselves and healing him it put his health Almost all the way back up. Oh my god! It was so devastating, but it was, it was, it was comedic. Uh, and just in, Sadness. it was, it, yeah, it was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's amazing. And uh, it, the, the frustration of look on my friend's face, I'll just never forget. Like his face went from, oh, I about have this, to, oh, I just got fucked. He just turned the system <laughs> off. Just he didn't even do anything else. Just turned the system off and walked up. That's they a were smart a, move. Don't even let that ever exist in the world. Yeah, and and it was a weird thing. If you went in and battled him in the game and then left and saved, and went back to try to battle him again, uh, he got stronger, mm. and he, he the the mark would continuously get stronger if you kept doing that. And I know he had done it like three or four times without knowing it, and it was something we figured out later. He's like, that's why it was so hard. So yeah, uh, I think playing that game with uh, with with some of my best friends from you know from growing up, 
side by side and just sharing experiences like that Yasmat hunt experience. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. And, I know, like, uh, when we were living together, we did some, like, kind of, like, brute force, like, two TVs next to each other to figure out how to beat stuff. And um, I know we did it in, like, Dying Light a little bit. Um, yeah. Definitely in Destiny. And then uh, Don't Starve. Don't Starve, yeah. That was Only fun. games that start with D. Yeah. Um, and, you know, going forward, uh, Final Fantasy twelve is getting their Zodiac edition coming out yep. in June. Um, yeah. If... You like if you guys haven't checked that out and you are interested, um, it gets you the international edition, which comes with a class system, which is something the game originally didn't have, and m- like much more. Yeah. So it'll you know it's it's been since like 2006. So you know that it, it's for some people it'll be a brand new game, a game they've never played before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for those returning guys, it'll still feel new because of all this new stuff. So I really recommend checking checking that out and getting into that. Yeah, that was um that was a game that was like it was it was when they first started to experiment with like the Final Fantasy formula. So mm-hmm. like I mean I, I consider it to be better than Final Fantasy thirteen definitely. Um, oh yeah, but uh, it was it was kind of like weirdly received at the time, and it got like. It was delayed so much that a lot of people just didn't even know it ever came out and didn't even try it. Mm-hmm. So, um, like you're saying, I mean, this is a good time to pick it up. And plus, uh, you know, it's Square Enix, so, like, it looks amazing, uh, considering how old of a game it is. And then, um, I remember that it, I think it had the best opening cinematic of any Final Fantasy game. It had a really good opening cinematic. Um, I remember playing the game initially and kind of, like, um knocking the game for their uh character textures it was it they just didn't seem as good they're but, chalky uh, looking almost yeah it, they seemed like painted on it yeah. seemed like really like they didn't look i don't know i think it might have been because we had started to get spoiled with newer games and well and we were like, coming right that, off of final fantasy 10 that was like ultra real yeah yeah this um, one was definitely more stylized but yeah, you know, everything about that game, even like the gameplay style, like I said, coming off of Knights of the Republic, it plays very similar. You know, you mm-hmm. stop the combat and then you pick what you want to do and it's all um, action oriented. So you run up. Right. It's not like you run into an enemy and then you go into a time battle. Yeah, Enemies right like there the, and you just stop. And yeah, kind of like the earlier Dragon Age games too, which I mean, that's Bioware, so it's just the yeah. updated Knights. But where, you know, you can set up the logic of what your people are going to do and then... Um, you know, it wasn't turn-based, but it was, like, time-based. Yeah, I think they call it a wait system. Right. Uh, yeah, you can wait and you can you can pick, like, okay, I'm on, you know, uh, the character Vaughn, and I want him to do, you know, this move, and then, uh, you know, switch to Bosch, and I have him do a different move. And then you just kind of set it in action and everything goes. And right. then and it'll from take there, them, like, maybe, you know, the attack animation is, like, a second, and then it takes them three seconds to get ready for their attack animation or whatever, so it was a really yeah. interesting system. It's a, it's a great system. Um, I fell in love with it with uh, Knights of the Old Republic, which, yeah. you know, and it, it just continued. It was it was a good time for them to try, try that new style, and I, I really liked it. And mm. this game was real weird, too, because they had a... Like, originally, it wasn't received well. And I've been, uh, you know, I'm part of different communities where questions are asked. And um, a question was asked recently, you know, like, what's your guys' favorite Final Fantasy? And it, it was it was a, it was probably, like, no less than six months ago. And the majority said Final Fantasy XII. I don't know why. Hmm. Over seven, over ten, 
they picked 12. Over, That's really interesting. You know, all of them they picked. And I, I find that really interesting. I don't know why. Uh, it was so just not well received, and then just all of a sudden, here it is. Well, I guess part of it might be that the only people that, like, for sure played Final Fantasy twelve are Final Fantasy fans. So, That's true. Um, you know, it, it wasn't really a game picked up by randos, I guess. Yeah. So, um, maybe, you know, as fans that now, looking back, can appreciate that's, like, it was a, a risk of, like, a new gameplay style and everything, but certainly not as risky as they would go on to do later. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh like yeah, even 15, that's, that's interesting, though. even 15, I like, uh, it just, yeah. it's, it's different and it feels for me, it feels restricted. Like I feel restricted yeah. while I'm playing the game. Um, not that I don't like it. It just, I, I, I kind of feel like again, spoiled. I, I want more. I yeah. wanted, I wanted another player to join the party. I wanted to be able to swap them out and, you know, change out different things, but you know, yeah, it is what it is. It was a fun game. Um, I'll probably go back to it uh, sooner or later. Probably after all the DLCs come out, just to well, get that. I know experience. that uh, fifteen did uh, like kind of better than they were expecting, even didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, so that it me- at least means that maybe there'll be a sixteen that they can continue to experiment. Maybe be, um, you know, maybe they'll be able to add in like, okay, now you're it's Final Fantasy fifteen, but you can switch to every member of the party. You know, uh, well, there's a lot of ways they could go. Fifteen was in development hell to be. For like a thousand years. It it was like debuted in like 2005, which like literally the year after 12. Um, They, you know, they were showing stuff off about it. And uh, yeah, it it just, it it sat there forever. It started as Final Fantasy 13 Versus. Yeah, it was like a side story. Yeah, it was a weird side story. And then, you know, it it branched out luckily into its own thing. So, Mm. but yeah, (laughs) saved it. All right, uh, yeah, so um, I guess kind of talking about, you know, the those really big gaming moments for us, um, uh, I, I kind of wanted to talk about the types of games that we're into. Um, I mean, certainly this isn't, like, an exhaustive list or anything, so, you know, there's certain, uh, I guess, styles or, like, genres of games that people like, and then there's always, like, the outlier um, mm-hmm. that is in a genre that you usually don't like, but this one particular game you're into for some reason. Yeah, I feel like this is a really like um, like wide spectrum. We have this this huge area mm-hmm. of things that we're talking about in genre and style, um, and things do cross into other things. Um, so you know, this isn't, I guess, like like a definite like right thing. You know, there are things like like um, certain games, like action games, cross into puzzle games, like Tomb Raider. Um, right. So, yeah, uh, what. You know what? What I guess would be your most enjoyed uh, genre or style? Um, I think you can definitely tell from my big game moments. Um, I'm really into, I guess, like I, I'm. I'm really focused on like story games. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of the more I play, the more I'm really into like more of the character development story rather than just like the overall story, I guess. And then, um, you know, that typically is most present in I guess like the new wave of adventure games, like Telltale games. And uh, role-playing games. I mean, RPGs is basically where I started. And, um, you know, that kind of started a lot of my interest in games. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, that's definitely um, one of the... It was one of the areas that ended up drawing me in um, as I went on. I didn't start 
uh, as a big RPG fan. I think yeah. <laughs> I think I started more as like a uh, um, like. I couldn't even say I was a shooter fan. It was more of an action game. I, like some of the first games I remember playing were like Wolfenstein and Doom and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but you know, moving forward, it was. Uh, I guess I played more. Uh, I picked up like a like a Sega Genesis. I ended up playing like Sonic and Streets of Rage. So I would say those like action games ended up. Yeah, a little. Um, I mean, I guess Sonic would be considered platformer, but um, I know that's where a lot of people start, just because that's where like the money was in games back then. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say, I mean, for me, my most enjoyed style would probably be survival horror. Um, and it, it's, I, I don't know, it's it's well done. Like, I, when I was growing up, I did not like anything horror. I didn't yeah. like the, I, I don't know, maybe that maybe a lot of kids were like that. D- didn't like the idea of being scared. Uh, but for some reason, uh, as I got older, I... I think it was probably because I know the workings on how like horror movies and things like that are made, mm. uh, horror makeups, um, and survival horror video games is definitely no different. Um, definitely enjoyed, you know, things like, um, um, like Silent Hill when I was growing up, uh, Fatal Frame was really big. Resident Evil was really big. Um, and more recently, like when they did the playable teaser for Silent Hills, yeah, uh, that was huge. Currently, I'm playing Outlast Two. If you um, subscribed and are following our YouTube, you definitely know that. Yeah. So I, I have two. Uh, I think we have two um, two playthroughs. Might do a third one uh, here in the next day or so. Yeah, man. Outlast so, yeah. was Outlast was a good one, and that was a great. Um, that was a PlayStation Plus title. Like, was it the second month? or something it was pretty early yeah yeah so like it, it, i mean it was pretty early in the ps4's life and like man that was uh, before pt came out that was probably one of the scariest games out there yeah there was um it reminded me of uh another game called clock tower in the sense of all these horror games that i was playing um i had something to defend myself with like i mentioned silent hill you had several weapons resident evil several weapons again Mm -hmm. um even fatal frame you had a camera that would damage enemies right it was technically a weapon yeah it was technically a weapon but in uh in clock tower you had nothing you had to run you had to run and hide that's um And they gave you one thing that could stop them, and it was holy water. And you would just splash the holy water, and it would stop them briefly. They would stop in place and, you know, what, try to get the water off of them or something. Yeah, it was basically like your, like, smoke pellet to run away with. Right. And uh, um, Outlast feels a lot like that. You're, they straight up tell you you're not a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're looking for something and uh, record everything everything you see use your camera to your advantage and with the new game um they've added a a speaker feature so you you know in the area that you're looking you can hear enhanced audio Mm -hmm. in that area so it's kind of like one of those um i don't know if you've ever seen them i see them at football games and stuff a lot yeah um where they have like a it's almost like a small satellite dish and they're wearing the people are wearing headphones so they can hear what people are saying from a long distance Mm -hmm. it's kind of like that um and uh, you know, plenty of other features like uh, in, like a small inventory feature on your character's person. You can look down at your pockets and see that you have batteries or bandages. Um, but yeah, the game is um, don't be seen, and if you are seen, get away. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, yeah, I remember watching you play uh, the first um, Outlast, and some of the stuff like 
when you're like in the dark and you have to use the batteries of your camera to look in um uh, it's not infrared but you know whatever the like, like night, night vision. vision yeah yeah so like man that's great and like hiding in the locker while the dude just is like looking checking the other lockers looking for you that was awesome yeah it's uh it's really good um and it's it's a lot of the same but the setting with uh outlast 2 has changed so yeah. um you're you're outside and it you would think that you would feel a little safer the further you can run and you don't No, it it's it's almost worse it's, there's uh, nowhere to hide being trapped yeah yeah i mean I mean, there is, but it's so sketchy, like running through a cornfield and then yep. a dude turns off his flashlight. So there's a guy wandering around there that you don't know where he's at. And he don't know where he's at. He, Yeah. it's He's just looking it, for somebody. It's, it's more unsettling. But That's cool. I really recommend if you're a, a horror fan picking up, they have their, uh, I think it's like the Trinity edition. comes with Outlast, mm, Outlast uh, yep. Whistleblower DLC, and then two. So yeah, uh, 40 bucks. That's a really good deal. That's a good deal. Thanks. Well, yeah, yeah, I've always really liked survival horror. I like, um, well, I'm kind of a snob, I guess, with horror movies. Like, um, I'm not really like a genre fan, I guess, but like horror movies that do something really well, um, I'm really mm-hmm. into that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still kind of getting into horror movies, but uh, I just don't. I don't. I love it, but I don't handle it well. Like, yeah, did PT like? full on I remember me like cowering like in the fetal position on the couch with my fingers like just cracked open over my eyes so I can barely see anything and you're just like I'm walking forward and you're like bitch don't nope, run that corner nope, bitch nope 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 <laughs> and something happens I'm like ah yeah yeah it, it was it was definitely fun uh me speaking to the people watching this right now it was definitely fun for me to play PT with him in the room yeah yeah like it was always um always interesting I just I, I I put myself into it too much. Just my like my whole life. If I see something, especially first person, but you know, just in general, like if somebody's on the screen, I just put myself in them because that's like my RPG like training. That's just what I'm supposed to do, you know. So well, they they also did such they did such a good job at their materials. Yeah, and the way that the camera looks and it looks it looked real really 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 natural. Right. Um. If you have no idea what we're talking about from PT and the Silent Hills, there is a full playthrough on our YouTube, so just head over there and check that out. Um, I think I did it. Uh, it was well after. Um, I know I had played it a few times, but it was like, I think it was the one year anniversary of it coming out. Yeah, I think so. And I did it on Halloween. So, uh, yeah, um, definitely a good one to check out over on our channel. Yeah. Um, do you, like, uh, so do you want to jump into like least like genres? Like what do you just, what? Yeah. I mean like there's something you just, yeah. Either genres that we don't like, or I guess we can include in that like weird outliers that you only like one game from a genre. Like I, Mm -hmm. we talked about it last time, but MOBAs is that for me. Like I played a lot of different MOBAs and it's pretty easy to get on those beta lists, but I just hate all of them except for League of Legends. And I don't know why. And that's, I mean, that's true for multiplayer in general. Like, uh, I don't play a lot of multiplayer games. Like, MMOs, I usually feel really let down. Like, I get my hopes all up, and it's, I mean, essentially World of Warcraft is MMO. So they're all pretty much that. So if I didn't like yeah. that, there's really no reason to try others. With with MMOs, it, I, you kind of, 
you can't be a big story gamer yeah. to go into it. And if you are, um, you're going to get burned out. Like, I look at an MMO as literally the MMO right. aspect of it. Right. Like, I want to play with other people, and I want to enjoy, you know, dungeon crawling and leveling my character and seeing where it can get to. I'm actually, I mean, we just recently jumped back into um, Final Fantasy XIV, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, we started this little guild, and, you know, we're having a great time, actually, with it, um, a few of us from MGI. So, uh, um, Elder Scrolls is about to do Morrowind, right? Morrowind, yeah. right. They, yep. they're trying to invite and, me back for that yeah we'll see and that game that game was fun we actually had a, a pretty big uh pretty big guild and a pretty big following yeah, you did that. for a while yeah it's, it's kind of where M, uh mammoth games got its start yeah uh you know we did a few streams and we were getting a few hundred people and uh yeah they uh you know we're just like well we'll create something from this so but yeah that um hmm. that that could be you know something to take a look at i'm not sure i haven't looking at that but i am enjoying final fantasy right now so okay um, i think i'm pretty good gonna be pretty well stuck yeah what about uh, you for, uh, either outlier for, or just something that you're, you're not into well uh i, I will say moba that uh, you know yeah. i've talked about mobas in the in our other podcasts and you know i just i there's not even an outlier I, if there was an outlier it would be heroes of the storm but i yeah. feel like i'm kind of forced to play that I don't play that myself just because I like to Yeah, play like it. Overwatch is convincing you to. Overwatch is yeah. really convincing me to with skins and yeah. that's fine. Uh, you know, it, it they they do a big break on giving you skins. Mm-hmm. So like I can play a few matches and then just step away from it and I don't feel burned out. And more so I'm like I could play that again uh, because I know the characters and I like them. But yeah. outside of MOBA, I would say it's probably like um probably just like like sports and racing game i kind of throw racing games in with sports yeah uh because i I think when i grew up nascar was everywhere and nascar i guess that got lumped in with a lot of the sports games Uh you know they were doing a yearly and so was every sports game so um yeah i think that was it i would say that and probably puzzle but puzzle games have they're like silent hill 2 it's technically a puzzle game. You know, Tomb Raider, the original Tomb Raiders, are technically puzzle games. So there's a lot of outliers. So the most interesting one game that I, genre that I leave, that I don't like would be puzzle games because there are puzzle games that I do like, but, you know, there's an asterisk next to their name. Yeah, and that's true with, um, I know a lot of people liked Rocket League that would just never play a sports game. And uh, technically mm-hmm. it's soccer. So Yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of... Kind of racing. Uh, right. I, I mean, with that, I mean, I I kind of like Rocket League. I don't play it a lot. Dang, but Mario it's a Kart, fun game. Mario Kart's a good example of an outlier. Mario Kart is a... Yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's a game that I'll be picking up soon. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, and I think that comes from... That's almost like um, conditioning from growing up. Yeah. You know, Mario Kart was the big game. You know, Super Smash was a big game. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. There, there definitely are. Like I said, it's it's a it's a wide field of right. things that cross into other things. So I can't say that I specifically hate all sports and racing games and puzzle games because there's so many that that I do like. Yeah, and so. a lot of stuff like bleeds into like especially like like you said with puzzle games. I mean, every RPG has puzzle elements. Every um, mm-hmm. I mean, adventure games were kind of known for their puzzles, I guess. Uh, so that's starting to kind of bleed back in. 
uh, yeah. to the newer adventure games. And um, like on like Uncharted was pretty heavy with a uh, puzzle. Some of the aspects. earlier ones definitely were. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's a um, the same thing for me with like sports and racing. Um, never really got into those. One genre that I I guess I have to say I like because I like about fifty percent of the games that come out for it is like rhythm. Like Guitar Hero <laughs> and Rock Band, I loved those when they were in their heyday. And I mean, I guess I got burned out the same way that the entire like gaming industry got burned out on those. But uh, that was a lot real. That was a lot of content and a lot of stuff really fast. Way too fast. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, and I mean, it introduced they, me they, to some of my favorite bands and stuff. Like, I mean, it, it had a big effect like outside of games for me too. Yeah. Um, yeah. They. Uh, I mean, they even just tried to kind of like. Yeah. Rebirth, what Guitar Hero, right? I don't, Guitar Hero I don't and Rock Band both had a new one that they both did very badly. Wow. That's weird. But again, you like figured. they took the exact same number of years off and then they both were like, we're going to revitalize the genre at the exact same time and that's what killed them in the first place. So, yeah. It sucks. Like I that liked what Guitar Hero Live was trying to do and I like that Rock Band was doing exactly what they did best. Like They both had a really good idea. But you can't drop them at the exact same time when that's literally what killed your entire industry, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. Um, man, I I spent a lot of time playing Rock Band. Yeah, like, and then it was just all like all of a sudden it was just kind of gone. And I I remember still playing Rock Band, but it just kind of went away. Like I still have, I think I still have a Rock Band setup. Yeah, real briefly, we, like, set it up, and we were like, yeah, dude, let's get into Rock Band again, because it's, like, just, uh, it had been the right amount of time, and then we played, like, two songs, and it was like, okay, I just had five years of my life come back to me, that's good, that's enough. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, so, yeah, that's an interesting, uh, that's a really interesting um, genre, I guess. I've never been big on, like, uh, what is it, like, frequency and amplitude and, like, the track runner version of Mm -hmm. the rhythm genre, like, I just, I, I never played them earlier and like i haven't played any of the new ones so it's just not really my thing yeah yeah i think uh i, I don't know i feel like if there was a genre i'd play like almost like almost everything it would probably be survival horror because of what it dwindled down to yeah it's kind of uh weeded its way out into like only a, a few good strains yeah i mean there's a few games that are in the genre that i haven't played that people play like amnesia mm-hmm. and stuff like that um i i never jumped into it i don't know why um but yeah i play other than that i play i feel like almost everything so yeah that's interesting because like I with be um own. with rpgs and even with like more you know story driven stuff like i play everything that um you know the heavy rain studio makes um oh yeah i play uh you know bioware bethesda Anything they make, you know, as far as I'm concerned, they can do no wrong. But there's a lot of RPGs that I skip. Um, specifically, like, I haven't been big into JRPGs in a while. And uh, I guess, like, the new Persona game and Final Fantasy XV were the first, like, Japanese role-playing games I've played in a while. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know. Yeah, I don't feel like you can hit every uh, RPG. That's that a lot. It's and plus, so much. They tend to be, especially the Japanese ones, tend to be, like, 100 hours. So, yeah. I mean, even if you did hit them all, you'd play, like, the tutorial of every game and that's it. Because there's just not yeah. enough time in the universe. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, there's, um, 
yeah, there's just there's so much there. And I like when I was thinking of like, okay, what is my most enjoyed? When it came down to it, it was uh like it just came down to like this genre, this especially survival horror is so concentrated. There's mm-hmm. so it it it's I can you can almost name all of the games on one hand that are, you know, coming out or yeah, at any given time like, in the gen- stuff that's in but, the zeitgeist. Yeah, so, but RPG is there's, there's so much Very and there's games that I yeah there's yeah. games that I really like but that I you know I, I probably haven't played or won't get the chance to jump into mm. like The Surge coming up the game The Surge um, by Deck 13 uh, looks really yeah. cool kind of like a Dark Souls in a um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a mechanical post-apocalyptic scenario yeah it looks cool i don't know if i'll actually end up playing it um as much as i want to but it looks awesome well they are like uh it's a hell of an investment on on some of these rpgs like i mean even like quick stuff uh i don't know what would be a good example of that but um i don't know maybe like a mass effect like you don't have to spend a, a ton of time in a mass effect game you spend exactly how much you want you know and you can usually beat it you know fairly quickly if you do just critical path but uh I mean, even even for those lighter ones, like, I usually spend maybe 50, 60 hours in a Mass Effect game um, mm-hmm. per character, and I usually at least try out male and female, and, you know, with games like Dragon Age, I try to do one of every race, and, like, that can get pretty uh, convoluted. I try to get, I usually try to get one of each major ending in a role-playing yeah. game, so I really have to, like, specialize. I can't spend, I mean, Jesus, with, like, with Persona... I'll be lucky if I get one full playthrough. <laughs> yeah, because I just don't have yeah, that much time. Yeah, some games are just almost too much. I think there's, it's I great. mean, there's a lot of games in the in that genre that I end up playing a lot. Like I'll play, like I'll put a hundred hours into it, but I'll spend fifty of those hours doing side stuff that distracts me from the main story. Yeah, just like and walking through the woods. Either, <laughs> it's like then I don't remember, or I, I'm just not interested anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like Skyrim could have done that to me if I wasn't so heavily invested in the series. Oh, for real. I could I could have seen myself just never finishing that. Uh, but, I don't think I don't but know I for sure if my girlfriend's ever beaten Skyrim and she's easily got two hundred hours in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you you play the game, you pick it up, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna go do this stormcloak whatever stuff, um, and then you walk into a cave for two hours. Yep. You're just like what the. It's fuck very am I doing typical to be life? like ten percent done with everything in Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. I actually I platinum the game on the PlayStation Three, oh, and uh, and I did each of the major things with different characters. So I got the trophies with all different characters. So yep. not one character beat everything. So that was kind of fun. Um, fun. The closest one I got, I created I created like a mage, and uh, that I think I completed two of the major events with her that's cool yeah um but yeah i think uh, i think rpg would be a probably like a close second for me it's just there was just too much it's it's overwhelming yeah. on being able to keep up um but i mean you can throw other things into that you can throw in um we were talking story games you can also throw those story games into rpg i mean you're filling a role yeah i mean and usually, you're making decisions um um so like the telltale games those are really those are pretty short concentrated games yeah and again like we talked at the top of the podcast about games that you feel like you accomplish something in a short amount of time um telltale games are are good ones to do it 
Yeah. yeah. You can platinum the game just by playing it. Yeah. Uh, once. Yeah. yeah. One time. So, yeah. I mean, maybe, uh, I mean, even for longer ones, like Tales of the Borderlands, I guess, is one of the longer ones. I haven't played it all the way through, but that's what I've heard. And uh, mm-hmm. I think somebody said, like, if you are doing absolutely everything that this game has to offer, and you might have to do a few retries on certain things and you're loading old saves, you'll maybe spend, like, 10 or 12 hours max. Yeah. So, I, I am, pretty good. I really look forward to it. Like, I got into some of the Telltale Walking, Walking Dead games. I think I did... S- most of season one. I think it was broke up though, so I ended up not platinuming it. But I've mainly stayed away from Telltale, and it's not because I don't like the story. It's because the release schedule. I, I don't know. It the release schedule, and it doesn't. It's not like a game that I'm like I need this. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely like, a so good many thing other to things I want to play. Uh, speaking of on uh, games for gold, uh, still for up until the fifteenth or sixteenth of this month, you can get Walking Dead season two on Xbox One. Whoop whoop. So that was not as good as season one, but. It's hard to beat game of the year, you know? Right. For sure. But yeah, um, I think that uh, we've covered all of our topics. Anything else that you want to nope. chime in with? No, I think we're good to go. Okay. Uh, well then, sign off. Uh, if you guys get a chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check out all the top news and video game stuff that matters. Uh, some of the big stuff we have right now. Uh, Darksiders 3 was announced. They threw out a trailer that was really good. Um, and uh, Bandai Namco talking about Code Vein, um, kind of like a Dark Souls splash on a vampire <laughs> anime. Oh, pardon my dog. <laughs> he's a, We almost he's got a guest uh, podcaster there. We almost did. Next the dog. Maybe, maybe the next episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, head over there, check it out. Um, you know, we kind of survived through the share, so if you guys... Uh, if, if you find something you really like, hit that share button. Like us. Make sure you like us on all the major platforms. Pretty much at Mammoth Games Inc. everywhere. Yep. So uh, we really appreciate it. For Mammoth Games Inc., as always, I'm Night Swarm. I'm Filtercord. And, uh, yeah, that's episode two. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Yeah, thanks. We will catch you next time. <laughs>